I was actually harassed at one site and I reported it because it was like, it was going on for a while. And I was talking to the one guy and he was like, don't report it. Like if you report it, I'm going to kick you off site. So I sucked it up. And I like. Uh, Welcome to Shop Talk. I'm Jay, Blue Collar Boys. I'm here with Brittany, the uh, internet sensation Girls Can Frame. So let's start off by telling me a little bit about yourself. Um, so my name's Brittany. I run the Girls Can Frame social media. I started my own company three years ago and actually just shut down for a little bit in October because I wanted to take a step back, spend some time with my family, and learn how to be a site super and contractor. But I've been framing for almost seven years now. I'm very big into promoting the trades, not just for women, but for men as well, because I think it's an amazing opportunity to be anywhere in the trades, not just framing. But yeah. Okay, so I like, I watch a lot of your videos, and uh, I think like I've interviewed a couple of other like blue collar females before. But like, what made you want to do it? What, like, what at what point in life did you wake up and say, "Yeah, you know, I want to. This is what I want to do. I don't want to do what basic women do." So I actually got a concussion in high school, and it kind of just like rerouted my whole life, and I had no idea what I wanted to do. But I met one teacher in high school, and I ended up taking his class. It was like an interior design course. He was like, "Hey, I have like a perfect next course for you," and it was home repair. So then I went into the home repair class and I liked the framing aspect, but I wasn't like dead set on framing. I was just like, I really want construction and that's all I knew. So they sent me up into a co-op and I went in and I was like, I want construction. I don't know what in construction, what do you think? And they're like, I have the perfect placement for you. And it was a framing company. And literally day one, I was in love with it. And like that, that that's amazing. Um... So, like, starting back, so how long ago did you decide this? Like, and what did you do prior to getting into this? Um, I started in framing when I was 17. I found out that I wanted to do something in construction when I was about 16. Before that, I actually wanted to be, like, a doctor or something, but I was like, no, that's too much school. <laughs> um, so how, ma how many females have you brought into the trade world? Would you I, say? So no, for people that have just worked for me, I've had about 12 girls. And then I've had, I've mentored a few online. I've mentored a few people doing like stuff through the high schools and like um, some of the colleges around my area. So I think at least 50, but like, I don't, I don't know for sure. That's an impressive number, to be honest. Like I've been on a lot of construction sites and you don't see too many females, but like, the ones you do, you see them like almost trying to work harder than the men to prove a point. Now, on sites that you've been on, do you feel like you need to work harder to kind of like be accepted? A hundred percent. Like you have to work a lot harder and you have to prove that you're actually good before they'll even accept you. And it's like a long time that you're proving yourself. Like I'm still proving myself to this day, even though I've had my company. I've been in the trade seven years and people still are like, you have no clue what you're doing. And I'm like, okay, like you can think that, but I'm just going to go like build my house over here. You can go that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you, do you find yourself victim of like catcalling and like sexual remarks and just having that behind you? Yes. 
it happens actually quite a bit not as much when you're like on the one site and you stay there for a bit they kind of get to know you so they they don't do it as much once you're there for a bit but you get a lot of looks a lot of guys sitting on you I was actually harassed at one site and I reported it because it was like it was going on for a while and I was talking to the one guy and he was like don't report it like if you report it I'm gonna kick you off site so I sucked it up and I like just went through it for like another two months of just like this guy like it was non-stop it was really bad other guys on the site were trying to get this guy away from me and it wouldn't stop so I finally reported it to the site and then I got kicked off you got kicked off a site for reporting it yeah they're like yeah you can't build any more houses here you gotta go so what happened did, did it just stop there or did you like go right to the ministry with that I just kind of left it because I was like, there's no point. Like, I'm not going to go work for you again. I'm not going to go and work for that contractor. You burned your bridge with me. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not the kind of person to, like, be really confrontational. So I'm just like, it's fine, whatever. Like, that's your decision, but you just lost a framer. So if you need a framer, like, I know I won't go there. And the people that I know that know what happened, they won't go there either. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's, um, so uh, you're, you're a team lead then basically like or is it a foreman you're a foreman yeah okay i was the foreman on like my own crew for three years and then now like i'm running the repair side of my one site and then i can be left on the site if i need to and i can help crews i'm supposed to watch the safety and stuff now i'm still learning to be like the head guy obviously but it takes a while to learn that for like the whole site that's that's crazy um, so I follow a couple other like blue collar females, I guess. Um, and just, just to see the workmanship you guys do, like I've seen a couple of the things you do, tips and tricks that I didn't even know. And it's impressive. And a lot of the people I talk to, you know, want me to ask questions to you women. <laughs> and like, one of the biggest things is, is like, how do you overcome? Because like women are strong, but like. You know, I've seen some pretty jack dudes on construction sites. So, like, you have to push yourself a lot farther than the average man. And I know that sounds sexist, and I don't mean it to be, but you know what I'm saying. Like, I oh, I 100% get it because we are built different. I'm never gonna say that like we can be as strong as the guys' potential to be strong. Yes, we can be stronger than a lot of guys, but we're our bodies are just built different. Like, I'm a pretty small girl, so I have to use leverage. Like, I have strength behind me. But when it comes down to like brute strength, I kind of have to more go to use my brain into how can I do this? Because I'm not going to get like a bodybuilder type strength unless I'm doing all like the exercising at the gym and everything. But guys can get stronger faster, I think. Like, I know that sounds like kind of bad, but it's almost the truth. Like we are built different. So we have to go with what our strengths are, which leverage is a girl's strength. But we can be strong. It's just you gotta let us build that strength a little bit longer. Yeah. So do you do you get offended when, when um, like men step in to try and help you when you're trying to like if they visibly see you struggling, but you know you can do it, and they try and step in? Do you get offended, or do you just kind of like accept it and roll with it? It depends how they come at it. If they come at it very, like I'm better than you, then I'm like no, I'm just going to struggle and I will get it. But if they come up like, hey, like I just noticed like you're struggling. Like if you want a hand, like I'll give it to you. I'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I would love one. Thank you. But it's honestly based on how they come at you. If they're really like polite being like, I saw you struggling and I would come up if I saw a guy struggling. 
then yes, please help me. But if you're coming at me because you're like, oh, well, you're a girl, you can't do this, then don't come to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, okay. So like, that's impressive that you've powered through this. Is there days where you go home just, just fucking defeated? Because yeah. like, you know, you're getting like abused on a site and the site is hard. And like, how do you, how do you cope with that when you go home? What do you do to just like wind down? Honestly, I try like not to think about work. I just spend time with my family, my friends, because there's been, I think, two times I've almost walked away. One was like, I was debating it for a long time that I had to get like people and like they were talking to me and like talking me to stay in the trades because I was really close to leaving. There was like so much going on. I was really going through discrimination. I didn't have my company at that time. This was when I was like a worker bee and it was really bad, but they talked me through it and they were like, no, like it'll get better. So I just went to a different company. It got better. But now if I just have a bad day, I'm like, I just, I'm going to go home. I'm just going to de decompress. I'm going to hang out. It's fine. It, it'll be better tomorrow. Wow. See that that's, I feel like that would be the biggest thing for me. It's like, even like me, I struggle a lot with bringing my job home. Right. You know, if I have a shitty day, I come home and then I find that it affects, you know, at home. So for you being able to turn that off is that's impressive. Um, so now let me ask you about job sites. Like I'm not on most of our job sites are like commercial sites, high rises, shit like that. But like, how do you cope with bathrooms? Because like, you know, dudes can piss anywhere. And that's my biggest question I ask with the women contractors is like, how do you deal with these bathrooms? Because they are fucking disgusting they're so gross some of them I won't even go in I will either hold it until like lunch or something and go to like a Tim Hortons or whatever's around the corner some they give us our own bathroom but it depends how big the builder is if they'll give you their own and then others will give us like a lock to put on ours so that no one else can go in or else you just honestly have to like hover I know that's really <laughs> <laughs> if you really have to go and it's that gross like you just find the cleanest one and you just don't sit yeah, porta potties on construction sites are like the worst fucking thing ever. I mean, some of the artwork in there is pretty creative, but I know, it, it's bad. <laughs> yeah, it gets bad. Um, so where do you see yourself in ten years? That's actually what I've been like thinking about the past few weeks is where I want to end up because there's a bunch of roads I can like like go down if I stay in like complete framing but I know my body won't be able to handle that because it is hard on the body like your back and everything it's a lot but I do want to be running a construction site eventually because I think that's an amazing thing to be doing being like oh I run the whole site but we'll see if like something else comes up because I love the social media but I don't think that's anywhere gonna to you know like it's not going to take me really anywhere but if i can run a site and like learn how to be the contractor and the site super i would really like to end up there <laughs> yeah no that that would be amazing so and like you're saying with the social media is social media is great but not for us canadians it's so hard for us to monetize shit it's because we don't get paid by like tiktok or if we have like the followers if i was in the states i'd be getting like a few thousand a video but because i'm canadian i don't get paid i know it's stupid yeah it, it blows my mind i've i've completely veered away from tiktok altogether now i'm just trying to grow youtube and you know i stream on twitch and all this other stuff but like my end game is to not be busting my ass to work i want to do what all these other kids are doing making millions of dollars making videos right, right. Like that's, that's everybody's end game but um 
So do you see, like, your 10-year goal, you want to be, like, the boss. Do you see your crew as, like, diversitized, or do you want it just, like, a women's crew, like? Um, because it's still hard to get women into the trades, or even if they are, some of them aren't necessarily in it to be a tradesperson, but in it to say that they're women in trades. I know that sounds bad, but there's, I've dealt with a lot of girls that come onto the thing and they're like, oh, well, I'm only here for the TikTok. And I'm like, well, then you can't stay because that's not what I'm paying you for because that doesn't pay me. This is just kind of my way of giving back to everyone that helped me. I want to help the next person to get in the trades. But I would definitely do, like, men, females, everything, because that's what I was before. It's You need kind of the diversity because it can get a little dramatic having too many of one thing. Like, you need, you need an all-around, not just, um, like, personality-wise, too. And I feel like if you have just girls, you get too close a personality. And if you have just guys, you get too close to the personality. And it kind of, you get in a little bit more fights. Does that make sense? No, it makes total sense. Yeah, I just think you need to spread it out, like get everyone, and then you have people that have their strengths and people that have their weaknesses, but have like the other person's like weaknesses are their strengths. So it's you gotta have a variety of people. So the women on your crew, like how do you how do you find them, or do you find that a lot of them are just want what you have with like your TikTok? I'll call it fame because anyone with over a hundred thousand followers is fame. Are they just trying to do what you're doing, or are they actually interested in the trade? It's a half and half. So I've there's been a few girls that I got like well before the social media, and they are still in the trades to this day. There's probably about, mm, I think, 10 that are really succeeding in the trades. And then I don't totally know about the rest of the people that I've helped, but there's some girls that literally are just, I want the fame. I'm here to be in your videos and I'm not actually going to work. And they last maybe a month and I'm like, yeah, this is not going to work. Those are the ones that you make clean the border potties. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I want to hear some of your wildest stories on these construction sites. Like I've seen some shit. We've seen guys fall off like second, third floors, you know, like brain crashes, shit like that. Like, um, yeah, I'm sure you've seen the video with the, the guy hanging from the crane by his hand no oh, okay i'll send you the video but uh like we do a lot of high-rise stuff but like <laughs> i don't talk to very many residential contractors so like what are some crazy shit that you've seen on site so there's been like a few people break their ankles or whatever which is kind of i think standard not that that's a good thing but there's like little accidents if you trip over something or you fall on the ice or whatever you're gonna probably hurt yourself i've seen one girl actually fall through a stair hole from the second floor crashed through a rim board so it's like an inch thick um what is it like lsl basically okay. but it's like thinner um she cracked that on the first floor and then ended up in the basement luckily she ended up like four feet away from a bunch of rebar that was sticking up because holy shit yeah way worse she just walked away with a concussion and like um i think it was like a fractured elbow like nothing major at all but that was terrifying um there's been a few people that like lifted a wall and then they dropped it but the one guy got his finger stuck underneath oh i could feel that pain right um i've been hurt myself like i got my wrist stuck under a railing that actually like fell because i was pulling up the tyvek to wrap the floor 
and the I got one of my workers at the time he didn't nail it on properly the railing so the post fell down and caught my wrist between the post and the rail and I actually had like my dad was working with me at the time he had to like stand on my feet almost because I started to be like dragged off the floor and another crew had to come and like push the railing up so that I didn't get like dragged off the second floor Jesus yeah it was a great time <laughs> wow yeah. So, like, the injuries are basically the same. It's like a standard workplace injuries. Um, yeah. So, like, one of the craziest things we've seen on site is we roll up and, you know, there's, like, wild animals are our biggest thing. Like, raccoons, possums, and shit. Do you ever run into stuff like that? We've had, like, raccoons, but it's just, like, the odd one. But I think because they, like, there's such a big span of just dirt that they dig up for these sites that you don't really get much... Wow. So let's go back to your social media. Um, how did that start? Were you framing before social media or did social media kind of push you to go harder? I was actually framing for four years-ish, three or four years before I started the social media. And I had my business already for almost a year before I started it because um, I used to go into like high schools and like all these and do like little speeches and get people into the trades. And then COVID kind of shut down everyone and I wasn't allowed into the schools. And I was like, if I could reach 10 girls and like just push them into the trades, no matter what it is, that would be amazing. If I could mentor someone, if I could do anything, if it doesn't reach anyone, it honestly just kind of started out as jokes because we, we videotaped a bug and then we just caught ourselves like lifting a high wall. Like it was just for fun in the beginning. And then it took off, and I was like, oh, I guess I really have to take this seriously now. Yeah, who knows? Maybe one day, you know, we might actually get paid for, for our content, but I don't see That's that in the near future. But So do you have a YouTube channel as well? or I do, but because, like, I work full-time, and, like, everyone knows as, like, a blue-collar person, your full-time is, like, five to seven days of, like, 14-hour days. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> Yeah, I don't have that much time. So I have a YouTube channel, but I think it has like 10 videos on it. I'm really trying to up my social media because I'm starting to reach more like women and like males looking into getting into the trades. But I'm it's it's a lot of time it takes to do it all. So it's hard to step it up. Yeah, it, it's definitely time consuming um, for the viewers out there. Like I've been trying to get Brittany on this show for what, since last September? <laughs> <laughs> and like we finally like had time to do it on a saturday of all days i'm surprised neither one of us was working I'm working tomorrow oh you're working tomorrow okay so a couple questions you know my vip viewers if you guys have questions ask and i'll drop them as well um what 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 is your biggest challenge honestly i think it's going through and like there's a lot of pressure especially with the social media a lot of people look at you but just being a woman on the job site you have to be held at a different standard that if you mess up if you if there's something that's not absolutely top tier quality because something happened you had to do repair and it's not it's not that it's bad it's just that it's not as good as it was because it's a repair job because they don't come out as nice as if it was the beginning I guess if that makes sense but it's just a lot of it's a lot of pressure that's just what it is it's it's stressful <laughs> yeah but you know it's it's 2023 right so there still shouldn't be misogynism out there you know everyone should just be accepted as equal 
Um, and I do like the fact that we're starting to see a lot more women out on construction sites. And I've actually had a lot on TikTok reach out um, that want to be on the show and kind of tell their story. So, yeah, like, and, you know, you're residential. I ha There's a, a female crane operator who I'm interviewing next week. She does tower crane. So, like, they're all different aspects of it, and it, it's it's really neat to see. In the same token, there's a lot of men out there that are not about it, so... Yeah, I think it's more the older generation that's not about it, but there's more and more females coming on to the job site. Like the one I'm on right now, there's six girls other than me and like my coworker on the job site. There's electricians, other framers, there's drywallers, tapers, insulators. There's at least six every day. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um So have you ever had any of your like male coworkers significant others reach out to you and kind of be like mm -mm, don't mess with my guy <laughs> in in what way so like for example this one like we were on the we were on a site not long ago and there was like mad drama because there was one female there and like you know the guys were all saying that like their wives would message her telling her to stay away from them and just like stupid childhood drama right yeah i've had that like that, that's uh... crazy my first crew, but we were all pretty young. Like, I was 17 to 19, I was on that crew. And the guys that were with me, they were, like, a year or two older than me. So all their girlfriends were like, oh, my God, like, don't. And they would be, like, kind of a little bit ruder to me. But they would also try to, like, keep me in their friend group but not really accept me. And I'm like, no, like, I, I have a boyfriend. I'm good. You're guys, like, I, I see what they look like at work. I smell them. Nope. I'm good. So that that being said, now, like, I, I don't want to bring your personal life into this too much, but, like, does your job affect your relationship with your boyfriend, or does he, is he, like, kind of understanding that, like, you know, I don't need to worry? The one I'm with now is absolutely amazing about what I do. He accepts what I am, but we started dating. He already knew I was um, a framer, so we've been dating almost four years now. Like, we live together. We have a dog together. He is perfectly okay with what I do, doesn't care at all. Like, he, he's not jealous. He's not offended by it. He, if anything, he pushes me to do more of my framing. And he's like, yeah, go do side jobs, do all this. Like, it's fine. But I have been in relationships, like, my both my two exes, they were really jealous about it and would start drama with me and didn't like that I was in it, tried to get me to quit. And I was just like, yeah, no, you're not the person for me. Like, if you're not willing to support what I want to do with my life, then you're not it <laughs> yeah you know there's people stuck in that mentality right like um so you just recently went on vacation slash trade <laughs> show is that what it was yes so it started out as like a trade show we were like yes we have to go to the trade show but then we we're like oh well, let's like extend it a little bit and have a little vacation with it but it was mostly because we were like i really want to go to the build show <laughs> so you, you you have an obsession with tools like you just love love tools I, I love tools. Anything what? new, I'm <laughs> Okay, so, like, my viewers want to know, <clears throat> and this is the biggest question, what's your brand? DeWalt. Oh, I should hit end right now. DeWalt. Oh. Okay, well, I, I understand, because you're, like, you're a wood framer, and DeWalt makes a lot of tools for that. Like, I'm a Milwaukee guy myself, but, like, in my industry, Milwaukee builds what we need, so. Anyways. I also... 
whatever you're trained on is what you kind of stick with. So I was trained on DeWalt with my first worker or like my first um, job and it kind of just continued. So everyone I worked for was a DeWalt person. So I just became a DeWalt person. See, for me, it's, um, I, batteries are expensive and I have a shit ton. So you got to buy the tools that you have the batteries for. <laughs> like, um, DeWalt batteries is like, nope, that's it. I'm not going anywhere else. <laughs> So another question I, I, I got that I was to ask you was like, for, for girls that are up and coming, want to get into the trades, you know, they watch your videos and they see all this pink shit that you have, which is amazing. Like, where do you get it? Because they want to know. I actually find it random places. I'll go and I'll be in a store and just a random tool store and I'll see it and I'm like, hey, well, I have to get it. I've gotten my pink belt from Badger. My harness is from Lawler Safety, but I don't know if they actually have it anymore because it was a while ago um hard hat is honestly from factory shoe and it was like 13 dollars. it was so cheap oh, <laughs> but wow. it's i started the pink because then the guys wouldn't take my stuff but then i just kind of i either try to get it customized and like made that way or i randomly walk on it and i'm like oh my god i'm buying this because i'm not gonna see it again oh well there you go and i'm sure amazon too there's a lot of uh Oh, yeah, definitely look on Amazon, because if you literally put in pink tools, a bunch comes up. Just watch if you're getting the home brand versus, like, an actual construction site tool. So, if you now were to run into you when you started this, what would you tell yourself? Honestly, I would tell myself not to get discouraged by anything that's going on, and you can get past whatever's going on with discrimination, with any harassment, with anything that way, you are going to be amazing. And if you love it, stick with it. Good advice. Good advice. Um, so you, you've told, you told us basically your 10 year goal. Um, do you see yourself like having kids and, and just getting into something a little bit less backbreaking and like settling down? That's kind of why I want to maybe run the site is because then I don't have to do the work. Well, like I do work, but it would more be managing the site, making sure everything's up, but I don't have to do the labor part of it because I do want kids. Obviously not like in the next few years, but maybe in like three to five years, hopefully, because I, I love kids, but I need to figure out what I can do to have kids and keep working because as a framer, you can't really do it. And also, because I had my own company, I wouldn't be covered with, like, maternity leave and everything. So that's also kind of why I was like, well, I kind of want to start looking for my future. So let's go work for someone, get those benefits, and hopefully be able to just kind of run machines or run sites. And then I don't have to be lifting material because I'll probably be dying if I end up pregnant in the next few years. And being on site, that would be awful. <laughs> So, like, just talking to you here for the past half hour, like, you haven't said one swear word. Is this, like, are you normally conservative or, like, you just kind of, just for this? My mom, actually, she was really big in instilling me of when to swear and when not to swear. So, on the construction site, you, you hear me say, like, fuck, like, every other word. But if I'm with people, I just don't. I don't know it's it's like a switch like you're like oh no like I'm I have to be professional so I'm not gonna swear and then you're like I'm on the job site I don't care <laughs> oh okay yeah because I was wondering I'm like and then I'm thinking like I've interviewed people where I swear like a trucker and then like they tell me that they're like a born-again Christian and it's like round upon it. and I'm like okay so I'm trying to like make sure I don't drop a swear word every other minute so that's good to know okay. oh, no. 
for it. My dad was a truck driver for like 20 years. I'm I'm good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um so let's go back to um your job sites. Residential construction, like a lot of our work is underground, so we heat it and stuff it like that. But how do you get through the winter? Is it just your gear and like like how, explain to me how your day starts when you wake up and it's like minus fucking 20 out. I put on like four pairs of pants, two long sleeves, two sweaters and a jacket. <laughs> how do you swing a hammer wearing all that shit? Because I feel like you'd be like, you know, like the abominable snowman. So basically I start off really bundled and then as soon as I start just even walking, I start to get warmer. So I'll start delayering as I'm working because you don't want to sweat too much because then as soon as you stop you'll freeze but you don't want to start off freezing or you're not going to be able to work so you're like i can't move i'm so cold so you basically start up really layered start working and slowly take off your layers so that you're comfortable uh, yeah we're, we're spoiled we're spoiled as as like millwright machine movers because we get tarps heaters all this all sorts of shit we can work in t-shirts right so like i always feel bad when i drive by a construction site and i see this this crew just like blowing wind freezing cold and i'm like fuck that sucks glad it's not me we have to work in the snow in the rain in the cold everything i luckily have a heated vest this year though so it's been keeping me warm but i have like eight jackets that i rotate between depending on what i'm doing so like myself i have i have an addiction and i can't go to home depot because i spend money so like <laughs> you, you know you know what i'm saying like you how do you stop yourself from just buying all these tools and like burning your entire budget? So I'm lucky enough because of my social media, a lot of the companies send me most of the stuff for free. So I haven't been paying for a lot of my tools the past two years. I do buy like the odd one, but I will only go to like uh, fast tech or Adam's tools, their trucks, or just like the fast tech shop. And then it's like, you're like, no, this is where I'm going. And it's, it's a smaller, building so you're not like oh i'm just gonna like wander and see what i see you're like no i know where i'm going i'm just going right here getting this one thing and i'm leaving because i know myself nice so um back to your social media sponsorships do you reach out to them or do a lot of them reach out to you i actually haven't reached out to anybody so far um i was planning on reaching out to a few people just because there's like certain things that i want to try even if i buy it i just want to ask kind of like well how it works but so far everyone's just reached out to me or people that i know have sent their contacts to me and then we kind of go through someone else that they're like oh hey like i think you would like this girl and then we talk and they're like oh hey like do you want to try this and i'm like okay thanks <laughs> so like my i i get a lot of sponsorship opportunities but a lot of the shit like i don't even make the videos because i wouldn't use the shit um, do you run into that where they like send you the most random garbage and you're like make a video and you're like oh I don't want to yes I I've had a few companies that like they don't send that good of stuff and but the whole deal is that I I, I at least do an unboxing but I'm trying not to lie to my people of what are good tools because I wouldn't want that for me so why would I lie to someone else and be like hey use this it's fantastic and then it falls apart um but a few companies do try to like push you into advertising for not the best tool. Yeah. 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 
like with me it's a lot of electronics you know because of my podcast and everything they'll send me like mics and they're like oh give us a great review and i'll try it and it's trash and i'm like i'm i'm not doing it is that doggo in the background my viewers want to see doggo where, where is it how do you turn off the little oh oh there's the doggo guys you ever you ever taken your dog to construction sites or do you just think it's too yeah. I actually took him in the summer and he was awesome. He, I like barricaded him in the house. He walked around. I brought him his toys. He didn't care about the sound at all. He was perfect. He actually, we did, renovated my parents' house. You had to almost like stop him from going up to the tools. He wanted to take them all. He wanted to see what you were using while you were cutting, while, you're, while you were nailing. He was getting his face in it and you had to like pull him back. You're like, no, that's no. <laughs> that's awesome though um anything to make your day a little bit better right like for exactly. us it, you know now another question i had for you like i have i have patreon and discord and everything so before i i interview people i say like send them your your profile and they send me questions to ask one of the things is like what's your working playlist like top three songs so we actually have a playlist on spotify like me and my coworker that is throwbacks from like the 2000s because it just gets you all like pumped up so we do um like uh get low or we have um i'm trying to like think of the names of the songs we have uh it's getting hot in here and we have uh i think like hannah montana songs honestly hannah montana okay that's that's new yeah <laughs> we have country too but just because there's a lot of slower country, if you have, like, a playlist going, you kind of get, like, oh, I'm not really pumped up right now. But depending on your mood, you can listen to it. But we usually have throwbacks on. <laughs> right. Um, so outside of work, what, what, are, what are your hobbies? Like, what do you what do? You do? Um, sleep a lot. <laughs> uh, I hang out with my dog and my family. I try to see my friends as much as possible. And we usually go to like dessert places because I love like sweets and was literally being judged for buying like a little cake yesterday and eating it with a fork. But um, I don't really do too much. I'd rather be outside still though, like go hiking. Um, we go camping sometimes, we go to cottages, but it's mostly just hanging out with like my family and my dog because they're most important to me. Okay, so you don't have any like crazy uh extracurricular hobbies that you're into you don't do sports or nothing like that no <laughs> i mean like who yeah like you said who really has time for that but uh um what about bad habits what bad habits do you have you smoke do you smoke weed do you drink nothing like that eh? Uh, once in a while and i'll smoke weed once in a while but nothing it's not like common it's like a every either like few days for drinking or like few weeks or something i'm not big into it and i don't i've never smoked a cigarette and i even didn't even start having weed once in a while until it was legal and i didn't drink until it was legal either i'm a very goody two-shoes kind of person oh wow okay <laughs> well I, the reason i'm asking is because like a lot of these construction sites you know you'll always smell weed you'll always smell cigarettes and like there's a lot of influence to do stupid shit right like um so a lot of a lot of the tradespeople that I interview, they're all like, "Yeah, I picked up this bad habit from work." So the fact that you haven't after all this time is impressive. I know it. It kind of like I would hire a lot of people too that were starting out, and they're like, 
they didn't like the smell of it either. And I'm like, okay, well, that's fine. Like, this is kind of more of a non-smoking group. So you're fine here. You don't have to pick up that habit. You're good. <laughs> right, right. And I guess it's different, too, with residential and commercial, right? Because you're building someone's house. They don't want, like, cigarette smoke in there and, like... Oh, a lot of crews still smoke, though. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, after, like, if you could go back, was a doctor the only thing that you wanted to be? Or was it, like, if you could change your trade right now, would you? No. No, I you're would... you're 100% happy. That's that's crazy because most people you talk to are like, yeah, fuck that. I wouldn't do this shit again. Like, <laughs> I know, but like, if you look at it, framing is just like an adult jungle gym. You get to crawl through a bunch of weird places. You have to use your brain every day. It's it's a great time if you're not, if you let it be. Like, you have to be in that environment that, like, yeah, there can be jobs that suck on this, but let's have a good time with it. Let's enjoy what we do. Right. Right. <laughs> Um, so what's, what's, uh, let's go to your personal life. If, if you don't want to answer it, like you are live, remember that. So if you don't want to answer, don't just kind of pass it off. But, uh, um, siblings, you an only child? I have an older sister and she is actually expecting in two months. So I'm going to be an aunt and I'm so excited. You're excited now, but like, watch when you, when you're babysitting that kid, it's going to be like birth control. Trust me. Like <laughs> myself, I have two kids and then three stepkids. So it gets hectic. Oh. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want that many, but I mean, that's just me. <laughs> it, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, so you have an older sister. What did, what does she do? Is she into the trades too? Like you said, your dad was into the trades as well? He was a truck driver up until I actually started the company. And then he came and worked for me because my mom actually got sick. So we started the company so that he could get off the road. So I did start it like a little sooner than I wanted to, but... I think it was the best idea. And then he actually retired a year ago because he got sick. So they're just off now. But my sister actually used to be a pastry chef and was really good at it, but then went into a trucking company as well as a dispatcher and now works as, I think it's like warehouse manager. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you want to tell us about uh, a little bit about your boyfriend? Like, what kind of, what, what is he into? Like, how did he get involved with what you're doing? How'd you meet? Stuff like that. So, I actually went to elementary school and high school together and didn't speak a word to each other and then connected online four years ago on Facebook, actually. But he used to be a roofer when we first started dating and we would literally just make fun of each other the whole time and be like, well, you're a roofer. Well, you're a framer. And we're like, okay, well, we're both in a weird trade. It's fine. But he actually now owns a courier company, so he delivers, like, furnace parts and uh, heaters and stuff like that. Oh, wow. Okay. Nice. Um, so, like, he, he kind of has the same hours as you then, like, basically. If not worse, because he's seven days a week, he could be called out to do a load whenever. He actually sometimes has to work on Christmas. He works on weekends. He usually has to go out at night most of the time because he's he'll get like a call at like six and we're like having dinner and he's like, oh, I have to go do like a quick run like an hour away and I'll be back. And I'm like, OK, that's fine. See you then. I'll go to bed. Well, yeah. Um, so like 
is there anything that I've missed that you would that you want to tell people and like just just you know if you want to plug a product or anything like that like um I don't think so I feel like it's pretty like we've gone over most topics um I'm really bad at (laughs) so it's hard uh honestly just like don't be discouraged about joining the trades because there's so much to do so many opportunities so much to move up and it's not just for like applied students that what's what most schools think because I was academic honors and I ended up running the crew and now like I'm trying to run a job site so we need smart people as well as worker bees (laughs) right right um so let's go back into like the construction aspect of it we have about 20 minutes left and then uh then we'll wrap this up so one of the biggest challenges that we face is engineering fuck-ups no offense to any engineers that are watching this but like you guys suck come out to the field once in a while what like do you do you run into engineering fuck-ups Yes, all the time. It's like they don't think about how the project has to go together or how we have to build it together that it's almost impossible to do sometimes. And you have to like modify it and then the inspector usually passes it because they understand. But um it's they 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 do need time on the field to understand what has to happen because they're just going into these offices and designing these houses and it's like you don't understand the work that goes into it. Yeah, uh, like a lot of our issues with engineering fuck-ups is like, you know, they'll tell us we want to move this 30,000-pound transformer 10 stories down, but we're going to build five walls in your way. But like, I imagine it's the same aspect for you. Um, So you guys build the house start to finish. You frame it. Yeah, we start after the concrete's already poured, and then we go into sheeting the roof with plywood. So we do like the floor systems, we sheet the floor, not with like... The finished product and then we build the walls and then we sheet the walls with like aspenite and then we do like the roof and then we sheet the roof with plywood right yeah. what what other trade do you clash the most with like with us it would either be the plumbers or the bricklayers mainly because the plumbers drop pipes in our way or bricks build walls so like what what trades do you clash with the most i think it's hvac or plumbers because they just cut our stuff up do not care about where it's going and then like they'll literally take a chainsaw to half the walls and then we have to go and re-level all the walls put studs in that they cut out for no reason and then like it's um there's no need to cut it why did you cut it just to make their life easier that's the way it goes um are you content with residential or would you ever go into like high rise or commercial or anything like you like working with wood I would not want to work with anything other than wood. I'm, like, obsessed. I just feel like with steel, it's, um, I don't know, just kind of a different aspect. But, like, with the wood, it's easier, I think, because you can just cut it. You're just like, oh, okay, quick cuts. Well, I mean, you could just cut steel, too, but. Yeah, I don't know. I just, um, I like wood. <laughs> so, every, every trades person has, like, the job that when they get the night before they're like fuck i have to do this tomorrow i don't want to what is that for you um i feel like it's like bridging because it really kills your back i don't mind like nailing it again from underneath but it's like the initial putting in bridging or like the blocks or 
if there's like a really bad repair job that you have to do, because I'm working on repairs mostly right now on other people's houses that I'm just like, I don't want to touch that. <laughs> so what is bridging like for people that won't understand what that is? It's basically like a two by two piece that has two angles cut, like one angle on one side and one angle on the other. So it kind of looks, um, I don't even know how to explain it. Kind of like a rafter almost that it's like a long, short point. Put it in between certain types of floor joists to make the floor not twist. So if it's like two by tens or two by eights or something like that, you'll have bridging if it's a long enough span so that your pieces don't twist and it doesn't make your floor squeak and it makes it more structurally sound. Is okay. that a good way? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Anyways, but um, so I had a question on the tip of my tongue and I lost it. You normally I have like a sheet of questions, but this one is just like let's get it because if I don't do it today, it'll be another six months before I get you on here. Um, any of my viewers have any questions before we start wrapping this up here? You can drop those and I will ask them. Um. Do you have any questions for me? What's your favorite part of your job? Going home. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Honestly, like for me, I'm st I've been noticing that I'm leaning more towards like the the crane aspect of it. So for me, I'm anytime we're on a job that involves small cranes, big cranes, I get excited. So that's my Which favorite part. Would you ever become a crane operator then and like do send you're with a crane 24 <sighs> 7. Who's interviewing who here? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I actually had an offer. I had an offer from a very reputable company to do a crane operator apprenticeship. And it's still the offers valid. I have a good rapport with the company I'm with now, so I couldn't just walk away. But it's on the table. It's been discussed. Um, right now I'm certified for an eight ton crane. I'm going to go up to a 15 ton crane and then kind of see where it goes from there before I just jump hands in. That's the biggest thing. You want to think about where you're jumping before you jump. Yeah. Cause like it's, I enjoy the small crane stuff, but big crane would be a little bit different. So I want to, you know, step up a little bit where I'm not burning my bridge to see if that's kind of the route I want to go. And the company that offered me the apprenticeship is kind of understanding of that. So it's. You know, it's good. It's going to take time. So back to you now. Uh, are you Red Seal? No, I actually dropped out of my apprenticeship after my second level. So I did my first two levels of my apprenticeship. And then my third level, I went the first day. But I already had my company at that point, And I ended up dropping out. Okay. So now for viewers wanting to get into like residential framing, do you need Red Seal to do it? No, most people say it's actually a waste of time and a waste of money for a framer. So you don't you don't require licensing, you don't require a journeyman, anything like that. You can just work for a company and that's it. You can literally walk on site, be like, hey, you hiring? And most people will be like, yep, and they'll take you on right there. Nice, nice. Um, I don't know if you want me to say where you're from, but... Fine. Okay, you're from Hamilton, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um... Have you always lived in Hamilton? Like, you grew up in Hamilton? So, I was actually born in Peterborough, and then I moved to Hamilton when I was, like, a year and a half. And then I've been here okay. since. And you like Hamilton? Uh, it's okay. I'm <laughs> moving out of it once I can afford to buy a house, but that won't be for at least a year, so. Yeah, the housing market's insane right now. Like, you'd be better off with your skill set to just buy a piece of land and build a fucking house, so. 
what we're talking about we're just like okay let's get the money and buy a land and we'll just slowly build we'll live and we'll rent until we can build it or we'll get a trailer or something you know and it's honestly like it's been interesting talking with you because like you're not one of those tradespeople that are just like meh i go to work tomorrow i don't give a fuck what happens the day after like you have plans you have goals ambitions you know like so that's keep that going and you're gonna you know you're gonna thrive um i'm a big workaholic i love working i'm work driven everything i do i'm like work comes first obviously my family comes before that but i'm like oh sorry i don't have time to hang out i'm going to work i'd rather work <laughs> do you um do you ever traveled outside of canada well i mean i did go to las vegas two weeks ago and then we've gone to like disney world as a family i got offered actually a job that they're trying to see if they can do and bring me for like a month to build a house in texas but they got to see if they can oh, okay in texas yeah <laughs> texas is amazing i've been there a couple times um do you like myself when i go to different countries the states included do you criticize and like kind of see their workmanship how it varies from like how we do things over here yes but i do that here too so like anytime you walk through something you just start like nitpicking what's not good quality even if it's because the codes are different based on the city let alone the country because like i could build one way here 20 minutes away i have to build a different way so i know the codes are different but it's like the how it ends up in the end like how it looks you're just like wow that does not look good <laughs> That's crazy. Because, um, like, I've been to, you know, places like St. Lucia, Jamaica and stuff, and I've seen them build their houses. And, like, you know, the guys are working in sandals. and But it's amazing because with our safety standards here in Ontario, there's less injuries in these other countries. Mm -hmm. So it's almost I... like we get injured trying to be safe. Yes. Like, how many people have fallen because they trip over their ropes on the roof and stuff? I hate my rope, but, like, I have to wear it because it just gets in the way. You're you're like, I'm going to fall because this rope is pulling me the wrong way or uh, something got stuck on it or it got stuck somewhere and I'm walking. Or It's, like, it's good to have the safety standards, but you also need to realize what we have to do to do our jobs. Because even, like, safety will walk on site being like, I know you can't be safe 24-7, but if I'm here, you have to be. And it's like okay, but you know that we're not going to follow exactly all the safety standards. Yeah. Have you um, have you suffered any major injuries from, from work other than, like, a ankle or something? Or your no. wrist, like you were saying? Yeah, just my wrist. That's literally my only injury. I've, I've shot my toes together by accident one time. And... Like with a nail gun? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my fuck. That would hurt. Luckily, it was only a two-inch nail, and it... I had steel toes on too, and it went right behind my steel toe and nailed two of my toes together. We just pulled it out, like me and my coworker. I was like, yeah, just pull it out. It's fine. And then I just wrapped it up and kept working. Good old but duct, I, duct tape and toilet paper kind of bandage, eh? Like, yeah. Nailed my thigh, but nothing too deep. It went in like half an inch, but no, thank, like knock on wood, major injuries. But I try to be as safe as I can. Wow. Um, you have no interest in finishing, like finish, I don't know what it's called, like contractor, like my brother, he's a, he's a finisher. So he'll go in like after you guys are done and he'll throw in like bathrooms, kitchens and like do like the finishing. You have no interest in doing that stuff? No, I get bored doing it because it's very tedious. Yeah. That, and that was my problem, honestly. Um, 
just just like too too tedious. I I like big shit that I can like bang around and you know if it's wrong you chop it out with a sawzall and yeah. And if your hammer makes a mark on the wood, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. So we we got about ten minutes left here. Do do you want you do you have like a link tree or anything like that that kind of plugs all your social media that I can add to this? Um, I have, it's called a Norby because it was free. <laughs> Linktree is free and Linktree is amazing. Oh, I should probably sponsor, do that. <laughs> hashtag sponsor, just saying. Like, <laughs> But it connect. like I have, um, my Instagram, my YouTube and my TikTok on it. And then I have, um, I used to have a website, but we took it down because it was getting kind of expensive because I, I do have my own merch, but I need to put up, I need to find a different website that's not as expensive to sell it because I don't sell that many because it's just girls can frame. But yeah, there's not. So, so you have your own merch. Who's carrying your merch right now? My parents. <laughs> like you make the shit yourself. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking impressive. So, how are you selling it right now? Like, you don't have anything set up to sell it. Um, I had a Shopify account, but then it was like I think it was like fifty bucks a month. But I'm selling my shirts for like twenty, and you would need to sell like three shirts. And- of expensive so right now i don't have anything but it, we just took it down four months ago so i'm i can do a big blowout sale soon and sell as much as i can and try and find a new website my coworker's trying to help me find that she said etsy is the best i think etsy etsy is the best i started out as etsy like before i got into this shit i've i actually fell into this trade i'm just gonna talk about myself here for a second we're going back to that clothing thing um i used to drive a tow truck and then i ran a store that actually made like clothing and signs and shit like that and then um my neighbor's like yeah come try this job so the point i'm getting at is like etsy is the best place if you're gonna sell it like that now i for my merchandise i use spring um hashtag sponsor they they're great you don't have to do shit they make it they sell it and then they send you a check they take their percentage that'd be cool yeah here. it's so easy like i i used to make my own shit you know and then you got to take the orders you got to make it you got to we don't have time for that shit. So um, check out Spring. I'll send you a link if that's what you're interested in. Yes, please. Um, any viewers here, I'm gonna I'm gonna peg all of her social medias in the description. Um, for you guys on Twitch, I'll add it to video description. You guys want to buy any merchandise? Um, what's the best way to do it? Just DM you on something like. Right now, yes, I have um, sweaters that are like black that have like a little logo like on like the chest. Same with T-shirts that are black. Same thing. Then I have like obviously a full pink shirt with like a big logo that's in black, but I'm it's hard when you're doing it all yourself to create more. But that's why I think I wanted to like look into getting someone else to do it so that I can do like more sayings or more colors or Yeah. Right? That's crazy. I don't know how you have find the time to do that shit. <laughs> like I, I I have I have a girl um that used to take care of all my logos and stuff and then I'd send it to Spring and Spring would put, you know. Mm-hmm. You're you're not making a hundred percent of the profit, but at the same time, people are buying your merch. You're still making a bit of income from it. So, yeah, by the time you do all the stuff that it takes to do the merch, you're not really making that much, anyways. No, because like my time's valuable. I know your time's valuable. So like you know, always push it out, push it out. Let other people do it. Like yeah, for editing and shit, I always edit myself because I like I have ADHD, so I don't trust that someone's gonna do it the way I want to do it. You find that? Yeah, like, so, for that, I do it myself. I won't hire someone to do my editing, but, uh, yeah, no, that's impressive. Um, 
you thinking of starting your own tool line anytime soon or what? I feel like that would be absolutely amazing because so many women are actually looking into getting pink stuff or even just like stuff that's a little more, I don't know, all, all good quality in one place rather than like there's good quality here and you have to buy from like a bunch of companies. I feel like I could like bring it together, but I feel like that would be really, really hard to do. It's actually, it's a lot easier than you think because a lot of things, items, um, and I might edit this out of the podcast after, but a lot, a lot of things that you can do, like, for example, a pink tool belt. If you go check the patent on a tool belt, it's an open patent, which means anybody can do it. So all you do is you modify it a little bit, um, and then you can put your branding on it and sell it. So you can find like design trades, and then if you if it's something that's mass produced, then you reach out to a company like a manufacturing company that deals with it, give them your plans, they give you a price, and then you do it like that. That would be a good idea. Because- yeah. So like like me, I'm designing my own headphones, and I'm going to get into doing that and like podcast mics and stuff. We can have a conversation off camera if you're interested in something like that. You don't have to do fuck all. You literally just you pick designs, you put it together, and then you get someone else to do all the work for you. That is definitely something I'd be interested in. Yeah, it's it's because now you've you've set the standard now where now you're going to you're going to instead of networking, you want to start like <sighs> monetizing. You want to monetize fucking everything like you're not here for free. Like, you, you know what I mean? That's why everyone's like, oh, you need to do so much more. or You don't post enough or you don't work. And I'm like, OK, but I do a two minute video on TikTok because I'm not paid for it. But I try to get my stuff out there so that more people see it. But I'm doing this for free, so I'm not, like, I can't do better. <laughs> so there, there's ways to make, you're not going to make millions right off the hop. But, like, your TikTok video that you record, you know, like, post it on Instagram Reels. Start a Facebook page and post it on there. Because then Instagram Reels and Facebook both monetize as well. Oh, do they? Yeah. I and then you your YouTube channel, post it on a YouTube short. Because once you have a thousand subs on YouTube, you're making money. Oh, I should really branch out more then. Push it. You TikTok won't be around forever. It's it it's I foresee it's gonna close soon. Like not i I'm gonna get shot up for that now, watch. But like use your TikTok to promote other shit. But you gotta do it smart because now with the new TikTok guidelines, they're not allowing you to plug other links. Yep. And you're also like I can't post half of what I do on my job because they take it down for dangerous acts. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've like this year I'm good. I had I was I went like incognito for six months because I was getting banned every other day. Like TikTok is fucking insane. But like I was making decent money off that with like the lives and all that other stuff. And like it sucks because that's a whole other conversation for a whole other day. I'm not gonna... <laughs> But anyways, monetize your life. If you have the following on TikTok to do it, use it. Like they're viewers. If they're there to view you, they're there to help you. They'll push you out in other aspects too. Yeah, definitely. Um so other than that, I have no more questions. Do you have any questions for me before we wrap this up? I don't think so. Okay. I appreciate you being on the show. Uh, it's a good conversation. We're going to talk a little bit off camera another day about uh, your your tools and stuff like that. I'm going to send you in the right direction to, to do it. Um, other than that, thanks for being on the show. And... Uh...